Hey, folks, if you've been tuning in over the last couple of months, you've heard all about the Game Time app and how it can save you some serious cash on last-minute tickets to sports, to concerts, to all types of shows. My favorite feature is the speed. Maybe you decide, like, last minute, hey, I'm by the Rose Garden tonight, or they call it the Moda Center now, or oh, I'm by the Target Center, or oh, I'm by Staples Center. There's a game. I bet I can find tickets real quick you can be outside in line waiting to get through security it's two taps on that app and you already have tickets purchased it's so easy to do they find you the best deals and make sure you get up to 60 percent off you got to use the game time app it's the best way to do it now the game time app is hooking you up for the holidays with ten dollars credit here's what to do download the game time app in the Google Play or the App Store, click on the My Ticket section of the app, create an account, then under the Billing section, redeem code THE ATHLETIC. Once again, that's THE ATHLETIC, all one word for $10 off your first purchase. That's free money, everybody. Credit is only available to the first thousand people who redeem the code and it expires at the end of the year. That's December 31st, 2019. So you only got a couple of weeks left to get that Easy, easy credit. So make moves quick and score last-minute tickets with game time. Good evening or good morning, and welcome to another edition of the Game Notes Podcast. I am your host. I am the Utah Jazz beat writer for the Athletic. I am Tony Jones, and I am sitting here with. I'm Jason Lee, the temporary uh, Jazz beat writer for the Deseret News. And dun dun dun. I am Tony Superior in just about every way. <laughs> I am Eric Walden, Utah Jazz beat writer for the Solid Tribune. And we are like this. This is kind of like amounting to a, an emergency pod because you know the bat signal is going out because. Dante Exum was traded, and well, we, we'll get Wait, all we'll what? get to all that. What everything happened? I don't have time for this podcast. I got to get back to work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we did. A, we did a lot of work. We did a lot of work. We did a lot of work tonight. So, thank you guys for bearing with us. But tonight, uh, we're podcasting because the Jazz made all of the moves. And to to recap the moves that they made before the game, they traded Dante Exum. Uh, and two second rounders to the Cleveland Cavaliers, uh, for Jordan Clarkson. Uh, and then after the game, that's when the fireworks really started. They waived Jeff Green, uh, which is, you know, a pretty unique move for a team to waive a fully guaranteed, uh, veteran, like five to ten minutes after a game. And they signed Rajon Tucker. Um, so they, they waived somebody, they traded for somebody, and they signed somebody. So, uh, what do That's we a lot think? Of transactions in in just yeah. a twenty four hour period, but they had to do something, right? Because the bench hadn't been playing particularly well, and we've they've had some uh, some games where they did pretty well, but other times, to be honest with you, they 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 underachieved, and so they could no longer just sit a pat and just keep going with the same guys. They had to figure out some way to shake it up a bit, and this was certainly you know not totally out of the blue, and and I think it it made turned out working well, but it was unexpected, and it definitely had an impact on the locker room. Yeah, I mean, unexpected, <laughs> that sums it up, right? Like, we went into today thinking, like, the, the big story of the day was 
can this team that's reeled off five straight wins against sub 500 teams, can they, can they hang with right. the Miami Heat? You know, can they hang with a team that's actually good? Very good. And, and, you know, it was a game, you know. It was a, it was a great game. It was back and forth, you know. It, it was none of us are going to remember. It, it was looking guy. like the Jazz are starting to pull ahead, and then the Heat pull, and then yeah, a little bit better. Like none of that matters because Dante is gone, and then Jeff is gone, and Rajon Tucker is in, and you know, yeah, Jason, you're you're okay. right. This this bench unit, they it, just, it was it was not dependable. But you know what? Let me say something though. As much as what we say is true, all right, this, these moves are big, right? However, Dante didn't play that much. So in, in, in the way the, the function of the team goes, it's better what they have coming back to them than the, the person that they had uh, who wasn't playing very much. I, I will say this, and, and this is to your point. I think that the Jeff, within the locker room, the Jeff Green move absolutely affected the players more than the Dante Exum move. Because the Dante Exum move, I mean, it was, you could kind of see it coming on the wall. Dante was not in the rotation. He was not playing. He was not going to play for the foreseeable future unless there was an injury. And it was one of those things like, okay, Dante got traded. Like, wow, that sucks. But, you know, at least the kid is going to be able to play. Cutting a veteran 10 minutes after a basketball. Who's in the rotation. Who is solidly in your rotation at three positions. Mm. That is just... And he's playing, you know, 15, 16, 17 minutes a game. That's, that's kind of, that's crazy. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what, what you guys were saying are right. I mean, there was, there was a, clearly a lot of affection for Dante in that locker room. Like, you know, Joe Ingles was looking to get the hell out of there. Yeah. And then when I said, hey, I'd like to talk to you about Dante, like all of a sudden he took a step back and just, you know, Emotions pouring out for his for his fellow Aussie, and you know, for went his off friend, he was the best friend on the and, team, and right. mentioned that several times. Said, you know, first and foremost, he's my friend, and I'm sorry to see him go, but you know, I, I still feel like he's a great player who's got something to prove in this league, and I hope he gets that opportunity in Cleveland. Um, but yeah, I mean, he wasn't he clearly was not in Quinn Snyder's rotation. As, as as Tony has has made abundant on Twitter, <laughs> time after time, <laughs> not the uh, rotation. They're bringing in a guy in Jordan Clarkson who will be in the rotation. And while it's jarring to see Jeff Green go because he was he was in the rotation and he had a role, like that bench unit was, it was not good. I mean, time after time, we saw you know that second unit come in. And leads evaporate or small deficits become big deficits. And, you know, like, obviously you can't put that all on Jeff Green. You can't put that all on, clearly you can't put it all on Dante. You know, right, yeah. he, he wasn't playing enough for, to, to have any impact. The theory has got to be, you know, Jordan Clarkson can put the ball in the hoop and they needed a guy to do that. For a lot of his career, you know, Andy Larson, my colleague, pointed out he's, he said that he's been, you know, like an empty numbers guy, and that's that's been true. But lately, you've started to see signs of progress where he's become better, a better catch and shoot. Fifteen points guy. a game this year, but he's right? playing for which is nothing to sneeze at. Forty-four percent from through from from field, thirty-seven percent from three-point range. Yeah, but eighty-eight percent again. Can I bring he's, you he's back to Kevin Love, who? Put up all world numbers playing for 
a not very good team. And I'm not saying that you're so are you are you saying that you're not in favor of this trade? No, I'm saying that we should be careful because in as much as what we what you say is true, he's averaging 15 points a game. He has some talent, but he has to show that in a system that is going to be a little more restrictive. Okay, fair, now I, fair that's enough. a fair question. So the question is, how much credence does the 2017 run when he was in the rotation for the Cleveland Cavaliers? How much do you, credence do you put that, or do you say, well, you're just playing with LeBron, and you know they're coming out of the eights? I mean, so he's played for good teams. Mm-hmm. He's played for a good team, a good team before. I don't a good team, a yeah. good team. He's he, played for one before, good team before we went to the Cavs. He was part of that, <laughs> right? The bad Lakers, Lakers team, right? Yeah. yeah. So, um, you got to give something to it, right? Like he doesn't get those minutes if they don't think he's capable of performing. Uh, you know. Again, for a lot of his career, he's been a shameless gunner. But here's what encourages me: is that he's on a ter- he, he was on a terrible Cavs team, and he was still showing new skills. Right? You don't demonstrate those new skills at this point on that team if you're not invested, if you're not you know committed to your craft. Like, there's a lot of guys in that situation who would just continue doing what they've always done. Right. And he was showing new things this year. He was, you know, he's become a far better three-point shooter than he's been for most of his career. You know, he's showing new skills. So, he you know, gets, we'll, we'll he gets to the free throw line and he makes his free throw. That's a, that's another thing. He's been he's been getting to the free throw line a lot more this year. He's shooting eighty-eight percent on free throws. And this the year. Jazz can certainly use that. He's got he's, he's increased his and ones. So he's finishing through contact. You know, these are all. Definite things they can use for the, the back. big thing with Jordan Clarkson, and right now it doesn't matter whether it's Jordan Clarkson or whether it's Lou Williams or anything. Jazz needed somebody off the bench who could have the ball in their hands, who could score a bucket. Now, I wrote this in my story, but I think Jordan Clarkson's acquisition is going to require some give and take on his part, but it's also going to require some give and take on Quinn Snyder's part. In the that. last, the last person who the Jazz had who played just like Jordan Clarkson was Alec Burks. Mm-hmm. Quinn Snyder was not the biggest Alec Burks fan in terms of on the floor. Quinn Snyder, to me, I think there's some onus on him that he's going to have to give Jordan some freedom to freelance a little bit. You know, not, not you know, don't go rogue. Don't, don't let him go do, rogue. Don't do Emmanuel Moutier. But don't, you know, just freelance. Go do Play to your strengths. Play to the, to what makes Jordan Clarkson good. And then Jordan Clarkson is going to have to meet Coach Snyder halfway, and he's going to have to be like, okay, you know, I got to move the basketball, and I have to trust that when I move the basketball, the basketball is going to come back and find me. Now, Emmanuel Moutier was not doing this at the beginning of the year. Emmanuel Moutier is doing this a lot better now. And his game has gone so far. His, his game has come so far once he's kind of embraced that. Right? Like, we started this season talking about how the Jazz were in trouble if Emmanuel Moutier was anything more than the third string point guard. And now he's been very clearly he kept by, the Jazz by, in by his a game, far totally, margin totally tonight. their most solid, dependable bench player, right? And so if you can do that with Emmanuel Moutier... Yeah, you got to think you can do that with Jordan Clarkson, but you make a very good point, which is that his entire career he's had 
this style of play where he does go a little bit off system. Rogue. Because, rogue because, is the word. Right. And so, as you mentioned, you don't want him going rogue here. But, yeah, freelancing is an excellent description of it because if you're not going to give him a little bit of leash, what is the point of bringing a guy What is the like point of bringing him in? You know, that's, that's his game. That's where he flourishes. And so, obviously, yeah. He needs to have the eyes forward, as Quinn says. He needs to be looking to move the ball. But at the same time, take advantage of that skill set. You need that skill set. Let him do what he does within reason. Well, that, okay, so that's that's the same kind of thing we would say about Donovan, right? Because Donovan obviously has immense talent and sometimes can take questionable but, shots. But the difference with Donovan is Donovan is a superstar. He's an all-star. So you're talking about you're talking about well, the difference always between. Star. He had to learn. Uh, no, when he came into the league, I mean, we knew everybody knew. You knew he was so, gonna be this good. Yes, okay. I did. All right, so when, I heard he was a defensive player in college. So when 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 you go from Donovan's talent, the, the the difference is Donovan's talent. You just go ahead and you just let him play. But somebody of Jordan Clarkson's talent, who is a six man, who can be who can be a dynamic six man, you have to show some trust there. And and I think that that I think that that's the big difference. Like comparing to me, comparing saying, hey, you know, Donovan can take some bad shots and everything. Okay, but Donovan is going to go out and get you twenty five a night, regardless. You know, Jordan Clarkson. You know, you're, you're happy if you play him 20 minutes a night and he gives you 13 points a night. So within those 20, the confines of those 20 minutes a night, you got to trust him a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, but, you know, as I said, you know, as we've pointed out, the bench has been so barren this year. I think that, that Quinn is like, you know what? Take that bad shot because you can score. <laughs> so let me ask you something. So what's the dif- what is the difference between Jordan Clarkson and Emmanuel Moutier right now? Well, Emmanuel Moutier is a point guard. Jordan Clarkson is a shooting, shooting guard. But they're both – well, one's a little shorter. I mean, so they, they handle the ball a lot, though? They both handle the ball a lot. So yeah. there's – and, and that's another dynamic. Right. Emmanuel Moutier and Jordan Clarkson are going to have to play together. And both of those guys need the basketball to be effective. And that's, see, which is my point, right? So it seems to me that the one thing we have to uh, be concerned about is them kind of doing some of the same things. You know, just as you described, they're pretty good when they can freelance, but they also have to learn how to play within a system and then be able to make the shots necessary, mostly threes, when they need to, and then be able to drive and finish at the bucket if they need to or be able to pass out for the open man on the three-point shot. What I worry about is having two of the same type of player and actually three with you include Donovan because are there ever going to, is there ever going to be a time when you put two out of the three of them on the court at the same time or maybe even three? Yeah, you'll definitely have two of the three on the court at the same time at points because it, it, that's just how it has to work rotation-wise. I will say there is, you know, there is some difference in the game between Clarkson and uh, and Moody. Um, having been a Lakers fan in a former life, I've, I've watched. Did, a ton I know you did. I watched a ton former. of Jordan. I watched a ton of Jordan Clarkson back in the day, back when they acquired they him. They were terrible. On draft you watched night. that team. I, of course, I watched that. I watched I'm the a, Knicks. I'm a basketball. Time. What are you talking about? I yeah, no, I have nothing to say. I watched the Redskins. You and the Knicks and the Redskins got to stop it just right now. You got to. Mm-hmm. You watch the Mets. You watch I, a I lot of terrible sports. Teams. I worship at the altar of Jacob Degrom. 
At any rate, yeah, but he's good. At yeah, any rate, that part is true. <laughs> what Jordan Clarkson, how he separates himself from Emmanuel Mudiay, he's got a little more dynamic athleticism going to the hoop. I mean, Emmanuel, like you give him a straight path to the basket and like he can capitalize on it, but like if he needs to get past the guy, he's not doing a ton to do that, you know. Uh, Clarkson's got a little more wiggle to his game, and he's, he's got counters, and and he definitely has. Improved far more as a three-point shooter than what we've seen out of him. I mean, Emmanuel's shooting the ball well at the moment, but like, Jordan do you shoot? Do you trust it? Like, do you do you believe it's going to continue going so forward? We're, we're, Jordan Clarkson, you're not. You know, he's going to have some nights where he's where he's one for eight or whatever, but he's also going to have a, a lot more nights where he's far more consistent out there. Yeah, I, you know, the thing I think for this to work. I think Quinn has to find the right substitution patterns. That's going to be that's going to be paramount because now you got guys now you got guys again that want the basketball, and you got guys that need. Oh, the you basketball. know what? We've forgotten so, about Mike Conley, by the way, who will be back. We have not forgotten about Mike Conley because we're bringing Mike Conley up. So okay. this this is where, what you have right now. Let's say Mike Conley is healthy. You have the starting five, which is Conley, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Boyan Bogdanovich. Let's say Joe Ingles for now because that's the last Joe Ingles and Rudy Gobert. So now coming off the bench, you have Emmanuel Moutier, you have Jordan Clarkson, you have Royce O'Neal, who's like a six starter. He's going to play 28 to 30 minutes a night regardless. George Niang and Ed Davis. Is that enough? I don't know if it's enough. It's it's more of it's more of enough than what you had before. It's closer to enough. Um, they need one more score up. Well, I think when you look at when you look at this, the starters and, and the starters net rating and in, in, in the last five to six games, I think you can see that the starters are starting are beginning to play a lot better with each other. Yes, there's that. We've seen some signs of life from Ed Davis recently, so that helps. You got to figure that with Jeff Green going, George is gonna see a little uptick. We saw signs of life from F. Davis, Ed Davis tonight. He still doesn't put the ball. He had another good game or two in the in the, in the stretch, but he still doesn't put the ball in the hoop, and that, and that which honestly, he's never he's never going to. Do. I know that, but that's part of what we're talking about, though. It, it's it's great to have defense, but you you need six points from him. No, you don't need you, you don't backs. need six points from him. Dennis Rodman scored six points back in the day, and he only rebounded. We you know need, that. You needed at least one guy off the bench who you could count on getting you double digit points every night. And now you got that in Jordan Clarkson. Well, now you're going to count on Emmanuel Mudiay getting you close to that as well. So all of a sudden, you know, we're talking. There's 20 points at least right there. How many nights did this bench? Prove incapable of providing twenty points. Many, right? Many nights. So, so are we looking at twenty-five to thirty points? Honest, honest. You know, I don't know about thirty. Well, once you but add, 20, 20, once 25, you add, twenty-five to thirty points is what I'm asking. Once you add Royce or or Joe to the bench, I think a big thing that we're not looking at is um, what the Jazz did stylistically with acquiring Clarkson, which is they realized that Ed Davis isn't great in the pick-and-roll game. So they went out and got an isolation score. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that that's something that, that's, that's, that's kind of big uh, in terms of, okay, stylistically, 
you know, we don't want to play. We don't want to play Joe with, with Ed. We want to play Joe with Rudy, but um, we know we can't play a pick and roll centric guy with with Ed. So we're going to go out and get a guy that can just isolate you and go get buckets. And I think that that and have Ed in position to grab some offense to grab rebounds. the rebounds. The other thing I like about this, and obviously this is partly a function of, of Mike being out injured, and this changes once he gets back, but. Looking at the box score tonight, the minutes played, Donovan Mitchell played 38 minutes and 50 seconds. Joe Ingles played 37 minutes and 45 seconds. Royce played 35-53. Boyan with, you know, three fouls in the first quarter still wound up playing almost 30 minutes. Like, these guys were going to wear out at some point. Having having an extra body who's capable of going out there and playing 20 to 25 minutes and not giving everything up in that time who can keep you competitive in that time is going to be huge for this team. So can Clarkson play the kind of defense that's going to be demanded from him by his teammates and by Quinn Snyder? He hasn't in the past. But again, Emmanuel Moutier hasn't in the past either. And, 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 and while he's not going to be getting any all-defense team votes, uh, he certainly is passable at this point. Well, I think that if you're Jordan Clarkson, right, this is a new leash on life. Yeah. Right. Oh, and he has an expiry contract, so he is literally playing for his NBA life right now. Well, he's not playing for his NBA life. He's going to be in the NBA next year. He wants to, he wants he's money. playing for money. He wants to yeah. get paid. He's absolutely playing for money. That's what I'm talking he, about. No matter what, he's going to be in the NBA. Okay, fine. But I meant Caleb Swanigan right now is playing for his NBA <laughs> life. <laughs> But I've, I, my point, though, with him is he wants to get paid. Right. And he's making about $13 million now. If he wants to sniff anything close to that now, he's got to show that he can play in a system right. play well. I agree with you completely, right? So if you're Jordan Clarkson, you play for the Lakers, they were trash. I just threw that word in. You did, was, I know you did. That that was, just at the time, they were. That's not right. an unreasonable. Uh, <laughs> he went to the Cavs. They were trash. Not at the time. He, he oh, no, they were trash. But he, they are now. And he, and, he, and, he, and he played for an NBA Finals team. They did. Then they went right back to being trash. He's played the last two years in basketball Siberia. Yes, he has. And now. I mean, that is a good description of Cleveland in general, right? Basketball Siberia. <laughs> Football Siberia. Basketball Siberia. So now he he's back in a winning situation. So he's got to appreciate. To me, he's got to appreciate that opportunity. He's got to come in. He's got to buy in on both ends of the floor. He's got to be a ball mover, um, and not a ball stopper. And he's got to be a guy that makes a, a. You don't have to make a difference defensively, but just stand in front of guys. Put an effort in. Put an effort in all the time, though, because defense on this team is just it's critical because there are going to be times when they won't be able to score but they got to be able to stop the other team from scoring as much as they can so where are we going to dinner <laughs> i don't know we should start looking for that we're in miami yeah let's wrap let's wrap this up we got we got food to be space. eaten that's right jason lee's last road trip that's it I'm gonna, jason we're gonna i just celebrate. want to let you know jason lee this is your last road trip um you have been a really really great colleague we really really appreciate you and we love you, bro. Well, bro. you know what? I'm going to tell you something. I appreciate you guys having me in the fraternity for a few months, and I will miss you guys greatly. And, you know, but I know you could be doing good work, so I'll be out there reading and, and listening. And this has been the Game Notes Podcast with me, 
myself, Tony Jones, Jason Lee, and Eric Walden, and um, possibly Eric Walden's mother makes an appearance at some point. Oh man! Oh and my god! We will. Now you're, wish that, you, now you're just wow. being crass. We wish you a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Unprofessional. <laughs> and I am. Do your editors listen to this? <laughs> he might edit it out. I, gotta say, I yeah. hope so. I hope he doesn't. He's Happy gotta holidays, it. people. <laughs> These two dudes are crazy. Happy holidays. Thank you. Merry Christmas and, and, and Happy New Year. And we will be back before the New Year. Peace.